Hello, everybody. Welcome to the new crypto business podcast brought to you by Tokamines.cl. I'm your host, Rob Eigeram. I'm a director at Tokamines, a blockchain agency that combines all the crypto disciplines from marketing to development. In this podcast, we are going to talk about any blockchain topic that's relevant for businesses and entrepreneurs. Today's topic is PFP NFT strategies. I have in a podcast with me today, Anchor and George. Anchor is a veteran crypto marketeer from the international as well as Asian market. And George is an experienced blockchain development manager working on various PFP NFT projects. Before we dive into uh, the marketing and development strategies, let's just talk a little bit about what PFP NFTs are exactly. So I think most of you are uh, familiar with CryptoPunks and that's like basically your Genesis PFP NFT uh, project, uh, which basically means that it's used for uh, profile pictures. Uh, So usually they have a limited supply and there are slight variations for every NFT minted. So every NFT obviously is unique, uh, but there are some different attributes like you know different background different hat different skin color different uh, accessories etc um and right now the biggest one is the board ap yacht club um i'm uh, if you go to rarity.tools which is um one of the ranking websites for nfts um, kind of like the coin market cap for nfts uh, you can see that uh, the floor price is around 80 Ethereum, which is at the time of recording around 250,000 uh, US dollar. And there are uh, 10,000 in existence. Um, and um, yeah, they are, um, they are doing very well. Then we have World of Women, it's a similar concept, uh, but a similar, a different team. And you can see their floor price is uh, lower around 8 Ethereum. So um, I think around 200 or $25,000. Also a limited supply of 10,000. So one NFT project that is a good example of what is not a PFV NFT is CryptoKitties. So obviously it's based on the same technology, ERC721. Um, but the difference is that they are not limited supply. Uh, so anybody can breed them, uh, which makes their price not very uh, stable. And you can also see that their 90 day average actually a lot lower whilst one of the oldest NFT projects. So it's right now around 0.08 uh, Ethereum, um, which I think is around uh, $250. Still a lot of money, but obviously a lot less than, than the others. Um, so how are these projects usually set up? So usually they have their own um, community and website where um, people can go to mint them. They, they have an initial mint of their supply, whether it's 1,000, 5,000, 10,000. People can go there, they connect uh, with either their MetaMask uh, or another wallet and they will be randomly allocated one of the PFP NFTs when they click mint. So this is an example, the Crop Collective. I can connect my wallet and it will pop up MetaMask, will show a special minting page and I can actually uh, participate in the public sale. So I will pay obviously gas fees and a, a, a fee on top, which, you know, depending on the project, will range a little bit in price. 
but that money will go to the project itself for its further development and then they're free to trade on marketplaces like OpenSea for example. So now that we know a little bit more about what PFV NFTs are, let's go to Josh to talk a little bit about the PFV NFT development strategies. Thanks, Rod. Thanks for having me. So for the PFP NFT development strategies, this is very important, especially if you're um, new in the, in the crypto space, you need to find um, a team to build your PFP NFT project. And that team that needs to be aware of the standard processes to make sure that the project is successful. So there are standard processes in developing a PFP NFT. It all starts when determining the smart contract specifications and the minting page aside from the client. So usually we request for information like minting fees, airdrop min total, whitelist min total, airdrop addresses, whitelist addresses, and then specific traits that they wanted to put under NFTs. After that, based from the specification provided or the details provided by the client, the NFT assets will then be created and uploaded to a third-party asset hosting like Pinata. Eventually, we'll start working on the design in the front-end application, and this will be done in parallel with the smart contract development. When the development of this front-end, the smart contract is done, we then start to integrate them in a test environment. For the smart contract, it's deployed in the Ethereum testnet, where it, it will be rigorously tested because it is very important to test smart contract because if they are deployed, it is already immutable and it will cost us um, thousands of dollars to redeploy a new smart contract, especially in the Ethereum mainnet. After all this internal testing is done, we then submit our smart contract for external audit to determine if there are any issues or any security loopholes. This is a very important um, process because it assures that the smart contract is safe and trustworthy. After that, we need to um, address all the audit findings and then if all the audit findings were addressed, we then deploy this to the smart we then deploy the smart contract to the choice of blockchain network. In this case, majority of the clients chooses Ethereum mainnet because of the higher liquidity, but Polygon is also gaining popularity because of the lesser gas fees. Then the front-end application is also deployed in the production environment and when everything is up and running, we then start the turnover to the client by transferring the ownership of the smart contract. So that's the useful standard process in developing a PFP NFT project. All right, thank you for, uh, for that, Joe. So, um, regarding, so regarding the smart contract part, right? I imagine there's a lot more to it than just a smart contract, although of course that's a very essential part, but when there's a sale, there's of course the website, there's the MetaMask integration, you mentioned Pinata, so uh, IPFS hosting. Um, so I guess some of that, a lot of that is similar for a lot of projects. Are there any things that you see in a project that, that you're doing um, and did so far, which could be kind of differences between, between projects regarding the development? There are some projects that would require um, smart contracts that deals with auction and lottery. Uh, this is not the usual minting smart contract where you just mint and randomize a PFP NFT contract. This 
would let their community be able to bid on certain PFP NFT dot are limited edition or rare in nature. Additionally, they also have lottery which allows them to uh, allows the community to bid and then win NFTs based on the smart contract lottery. Okay, so that's quite interesting. There's a lot of possibility for projects to uh, develop and I guess they could potentially also have their own marketplaces that uh, has some special benefit for the NFT holders and stuff. So yeah, thank you, George. Appreciate that. And I think there's probably a lot more to it um, that we can do that in, in further podcasts, maybe some deep dives into specific things like the testing process um, and maybe other aspects as well. Um, Anchor, let's talk a little bit about your experience in crypto marketing. Maybe some like general strategies for PFP NFT projects specifically. Yeah, sure, sure. And first, uh, thank you, Josh, uh, for sharing all the experience rights for the NFT development. So, yeah, as a basic of every NFT uh, project, I think for sure the security, the optimization, and all the smart contract running the testing is very important as a key, um, uh, you know, for the success of a project. And also here I will explain uh, for sure like more information about the NFT marketing strategy. So again, like a proper marketing strategy um, is really uh, very critical for building a success. Uh, we see, you know, especially like a recent several months, a lot of new NFT projects every day. And uh, the solution, like how to promote them uh, in an effective way really make a big difference. So the whole strategy. Um, first, I think for the NFT projects, it is very important also for the, you know, the whole project, you know, all the designs, for sure it's always important. Like uh, what we see from 2D to 2.5 and to 3D, and even uh, better illusions and concepts, as well as a good roadmap to, to attribute more like uh, uh, utility to NFT, like uh, tokens, metaverse, GameFi solutions, or maybe in the future, any new utility that uh, can contribute to NFT uh, projects. Um, so for the marketing side, uh, especially from beginning, I think for all the NFT projects, right, it's very important and also very, very hard because from beginning, nobody knows it's from zero. And then we need to got uh, actually uh, some uh, community like hype and the social media uh, and the user base to, you know, to do some fusion marketing use this uh, initial like participants. So what we uh, normally see is that, uh, you know, for, uh, from the beginning, we normally uh, can do something like awareness building, like some giveaways, airdrop to get uh, people initially on board uh, to the community. And then uh, also like uh, generates a lot of high quality of contents, like the post on social media to regularly post on the, uh, the server to uh, uh, make other early uh, participants to understand the project well and share to their uh, friends or you know um, so about this and also we normally uh, suggest that actually some PR and on some crypto media is also very important to build the trustworthy of you know the whole project uh, we see actually an increase in traffic on those crypto media website they're also focusing a lot recently on NFT projects uh, from normal like token uh, or traditional uh, uh, blockchain projects, so it's well, uh, it, it's well actually uh, worth it to do this. 
And then it's also several other elements actually to contribute to the success for sure, like uh, some influencer promotion that uh, some really uh, high quality of uh, influencers that really influential in the NFT uh, field, like some uh, MAYC, uh, Board Ape, or you know, CryptoPunk Soldiers. Uh, some of them even have their own projects, so um, we can try to connect or build a relationship with them. As well as uh, like uh, some collaborations with some a lot others like Alpha projects or some like uh, really good uh, projects. Normally, it's after uh, the mint because they also want to offer some like benefits to their uh, you know users and members if they uh, uh, if they see any potential projects that they want to collab with. This is also also a good way to do some cross marketing. And other than that, um, like I said, uh, the community and social media build-up is very important. Um, so we, once we get people on board, we can use these people, like uh, running some like events, like a referral, like a level events, to make them engaged more often in the community uh, to create hype. And other side, we can also uh, motivate them to uh, invite uh, their like uh, friends uh, to the chat. So it's like 1,000 to 2,000 and to 4,000 like this. Um, and then for sure that it's also very, very important um, with all the like what's list strategy uh, and everything like build the hype, like every segment, different strategies um, of each, uh, each phase or something. That is, this actually can be very flexible based on the market stages, uh, based on the, the, in general, the engagement in the community. And uh, uh, like days or several days before the minting or during minting, it's also very important because we need to keep the hype of the community for sure, especially during those days. So besides those, what Josh said, um, to make sure that the smart contracts are good, test it on OpenSea, test it on the main uh, testnet, also, it's very important we get more hype and the continuous like engagement in the chat around the minting. So what we normally suggest that we do any like AMA, no matter in Telegram or Discord, working with some really um, high quality of the MA groups or even like MA in the own channel to get people really hyped and to explain them, OK, what the project is about, what we're going to do, and the, you know, uh, to show them actually it's a uh, um, it's actually a very a long vision project. Um, for sure, we also need to do a lot of more, um, like post NFT uh, minting, and like those development for the uh, future roadmap, no, no matter for metaverse or game, uh, all the tokens, etc. Um, uh, but those actually, I think we can explain further in the next podcast. Um, so yeah, this is uh, mainly on the uh, NFT project like from beginning to the minting and how to make it a real success. So yeah, thank you for listening. That is what I want to share. Great. Thank you, Anchor. Appreciate it. And, and again, uh, just like George, a lot of points I think we can uh, go into further in the next, next podcast. So maybe our listeners can share some of their thoughts in you know the comments if they want to hear something specifically, um, if we want to you know go into that topic a little bit more. Uh, because there is quite some content here um, that we just went over very quickly. I think a lot of people will probably have some information overload, but 
Anchor, maybe if you could pick out one of those things for PFP NFT marketing strategies, if, if you could in this podcast give one thing to our listeners, what piece of advice would you give them regarding promoting their, their project? Yeah, I think that most important in that, that no matter for like influencer promotion, like for all this kind of PR and, uh, you know, the ads promotion, the most important part is that first, I think it's, it's some more like, something like more detailed things. So we need to focus on those audience, target of the audience. Though, you know, we have a lot of NFT projects, right? For something like a 2D or 3D, but it's always like uh, for like uh, collaborations, for influencers, we can actually check what they normally uh, focus on. So I know that some influencers and some PR, they really prefer like a 3D model. Or some are really still into those like classic ones like uh, punks or pixel style or 2D or like board apps. So uh, for example, if one project they are focusing on like, uh, you know, uh, animals or something like that, we can check, okay, which influencers, which other servers, collaborations we can focus on because they might show uh, quite high interest. And it's also easier for us to do some collaboration with them, uh, like the promotion. Um, but uh, still, that's, uh, this, is, uh, this is actually something we need to think of, uh, actually, to make the best use of that and more efficiency. Okay, very, uh, very good. Thank you, Anchor. Yep. Um, so that's pretty much it for this uh, podcast um, to make it as a compact as possible. I just want to give to the audience one other tip. Um, our data analyst at Tokamize created a very nice uh, Google Data Studio dashboard where you can see all the information about NFT performance from different sources combined. So we will leave a link for you guys in the show notes uh, where you can see how much NFTs are selling for, um, different NFT launchpads, different trends in different regions, because there's quite some difference in NFT popularity between um, you know, Asia, Europe and uh, the United States. Uh, so, and also different uh, marketing sources, um, like for example, you could see that Twitter is a very important source for, uh, for NFT sales. So, uh, to leave with that, thank you everybody. Thank you, George. Thank you, Anchor, um, for your time. Thank you.